that all all one of them <laughs> all one of them <laughs> no just just all streaming services yeah, okay. not streaming services you won't find us on netflix i mean if for some reason somebody has like hey um, if netflix pays money for this uh, i'm not complaining about it. yeah but we'll be canceled after season one <laughs> Oh, you thought we were going to make it past the pilot? Oh, what a <laughs> of wishful course. thinker. No, we would have all this, like, the first season shot. The first episode comes out, we get canceled, but they still have to release the next few ones because, you know, they still got to make at least a little bit of money back. We got, we got, we got to sign a good contract for that. <laughs> make sure that once they cancel it, we can, like, prop it up to other streaming services. All right, but if this is your first time here, this is a podcast where we talk about Wonder Woman debacle with Patty Jenkins leaving or being kicked out and being told that your movie sucks or, or her being amicable about it or Gal Gadot being added or not added, removed or kept, you know. There's there's the Aquaman controversy of like, is Jason Momoa going to stay as Aquaman? Is he going to be Lobo? What's happening to the rest of the DC universe? All still up in smoke. But you know, the movies coming out this year, coming out this year. And speaking of movies coming out this year, our favorite, our projected best movie, best comic book movie and best cinematic movie of the year, mm-hmm. starring none other than Ezra Miller, who will be playing the lead role the flash the they the the the, the myth and the legend I, I feel like you're gonna go like the good the bad the ugly or the fast and the furious and you just went with the the they and the slash them <laughs> so here, here here's what the reports pretty much implied now this hasn't been confirmed or denied james gunn did a very james gunn thing where he's like talks talks discussions you know now let me just say one thing before i get into this james gunn has a very james gunn way of keeping people updated on things but his style for being aware of the audience that he's presenting to for the MCU, which is just his Pocket of Guardians movie. When you take that and you're making a universe and you're saying a lot about the universe you're coming ahead with, it's it's a bigger scale and there's a lot more backlash and influx that you're getting every time you say something. Now, is it smart to say as much possible now that if people have issues with it, that you're getting rid of it earlier so that... If you know, he didn't have that much gray hair. You know, he still had the, like, the back still there, but like the more responsibility responsibilities he had to do you know he was like damn i'm losing it all i don't know what to do and you know now he's um now he's going bald yeah. he had he had he has his crown that he uses to hide his baldness and at hey, the moment he has mastered the baseball cap that is, <laughs> that is when you see one of those you think of him now like it's almost synonymous you know and at the moment james gunn may have gray hair he's he says he's, he, he, ta- he's taking a he hold bleached, of the greatness he, he bleached it white in preparation he was prepared for the stress. Yeah, he was like, you may, like, you want to see me lose my hair? Well, let's fast forward and like make me have gray hair. So soon enough, he's gonna go bald too because of all the stress that's going on. And like, we'll just we'll just hope that he at least has because the one thing that a lot of people don't want to see uh, as James Gunn writing like some of the movies and Super and the young Superman in, in most is his James Gunniness of like making a funny part out of a serious situation. Now. Now, there was that one Superman like knockoff movie where it was like Dark Superman. I forgot the name of it, but it came out like 2017. You remember what I'm talking about? Where it featured that kid and it was basically a takeoff like what if Superman went bad, but James Gunn made that movie. Te- technically, he didn't make that movie. Did he he helped produce it. Okay. His One of his family members. Well, it's like one of those things I always find weird and I feel like it never comes out in a good way when, when, you're, when you're saying things because unless for a fact everything you say before 
or it's on the table is what's going to be on the table, you're pretty much like full of crap at that point. Because, you know, if there's so many changes, then it just seems like you're backtracking, right? Yeah. And like going off of that, from what I want to see in a Superman movie is not Martha being like, they don't deserve you and not Jonathan Kent being like, you don't need to be the hero of this world. I don't want to see that. If I see that, I've lost all hope because that's just retracking whatever BS that Zack Snyder decides to put into that whole thought of that movie. I want to see somebody who actually, it's literally the blueprint is Smallville. The blueprint is Smallville. If you can't so the new get D- something. Uh, the DC Studios is, is just going to be 10 phases, but it's all just Superman movies of like a Smallville parody. <laughs> No, it just needs to be like, because like if if you if you've ever watched like the Smallville TV show, you can tell that they actually put care into like even though they couldn't be like oh yeah Superman and all this and that, they at least put care into his backstory as a young person growing up on that farm to where you can be like oh yeah now we see why he grew up as Superman like now we see why he's like the Boy Scout and all that stuff because his parents taught him the right way he grew up like learning the right lessons if we don't have that that is not superman like i'm tired of seeing the evil superman trope go like for so many years now we are in a new era we need to just leave it behind injustice is so 20 dude we have so many stupidly evil superman that is just that's what this is what i call the uh the rise of the evil superman tropes because then it's like it's they want to see an evil superman they want to see a strong superman who does doesn't have any emotions and then like the big battles especially the big battles the big battles span over any comic book thing if it doesn't have a big battle the story was boring if it doesn't have good action or cgi this this was mid we need to leave it behind because if, if we can't leave it behind then we're gonna be doomed for hey i know i know people love their their evil superman but to get back on topic because i was just doing a quick uh aside to say james gunn style of explaining things but what about an evil flash so here here's the scoop on the table here <laughs> we already have an evil flash he's called reverse flash all right that's what you would think but news flash the real trick of this is that ezra miller is the reverse flash for the reverse flash because the reverse flash for the regular flash there was a concept art and i don't know why dc is like is going for at least warner brothers is going for the new 52 storyline i've but heard did about you, that did you see who the reverse flash is gonna be no. it's not gonna be um earbar thar it's gonna be um uh, no, uh, what's his what's his freaking name? Uh, Daniel West, Wally West's dad. Oh, his dad, his dad. Okay. Yeah, because like the concept artist showed like you know the like spiky things from like his mm-hmm. suit and like it was black and red and all that. And I was like, I don't necessarily think it's terrible, but it's also like a less popular variation. Like it, it depends on the it depends on the story you're going for. It what what it comes down to is before we we go back into the the Ezra Miller of it all because again that's we are going to talk about but uh if you have the right story behind it you can do something different and more compelling the problem is there there is iconicism let me tell you why i've been saying for a long time that they're trying to make barry allen freaking wally west and this solidifies that shit because daniel west should be wallace west you know in the at least the new dc storyline it should be wallace west's like villain not barry allen not wally west like they're trying to make Barry Allen
and like this this funny guy and like all this stuff. He's not really. I I, I pretty say I like I pretty much say that except for like season one maybe that Barry Allen and the CW Flash that kind of is Barry Allen. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, there he's, are like he's pretty serious about like how he now they do it in a very CW like way, yeah. but um you know it, it a lot of it's Barry. But uh let, let's get down to it. Okay, so here Warner Brothers executives, right? So they've been doing reshoots. Apparently Ezra has been going to like mental rehab and stuff to uh, that's not get back. <laughs> and and what they're saying is it's a good performance. The movie is getting rave reviews, which uh BVS, but sure. Um, and that like they are willing to co- cooperate and like, you know, they seem like someone they can make the franchise out of franchise out of. But explain to me, just I need an explanation, right? Yeah. There are multiple celebrities. Some of them literal like you have like who was it army hammer who was a freaking cannibal <laughs> right was it army i i can't even remember there's so many it's so so many not not to be racist here but like unless black celebrities i mean r kelly's a good example or michael jackson but unless unless you got like a plethora it's usually drugs on both sides but unless you got a plethora of black celebrities doing like weird pedophilic things or like eating people or like in weird cults that are hiding somewhere like you know oh let me throw bill cosby in there <laughs> yeah. I, I got i gotta make sure i I gotta make sure that that I am stating, you know, what is the opposition. But when, when you take that bar and then you take like the history of like white Hollywood and what it's been capable of, it's like, you know, and so Ezra Miller's another example of that. But uh, you know, a lot of these people have been able to come back and fix their careers, right? It's just an opportunity given to them. Mm, Johnny Depp wasn't able to though, as easily as Ezra Miller. You know, was... I still see those uh hashtags on Twitter sometimes. I, I <laughs> like I see more anti Johnny Depp stuff just because Amber Heard's keeping this case going alive than I have seen of Ezra Miller just popping up like every now and then I'll see it but you know it was only a couple weeks and maybe it's because they're young or, or, or like maybe it is the the their LGBTQ angle that just people just want to defend even if it doesn't make sense I don't want to say it because some people of those communities don't defend it but there are those people who will just out of nowhere just be like you know maybe we should defend them because there's worse people I'm like mm, you know I don't like to rate bad people but like my guy was they were on a hit list of like crimes to pull and it wasn't like one at a time no it was in succession it was like hey here's a machine gun here's the list of my crimes and they put it in the magazine and they just start unloading that's what Ezra Miller did and it's barely been like has it even been a year since like the biggest of it has happened nope hasn't even been a year and so people at Warner Brothers are like hey they're good in this movie and this is a big I I this this is this is the side of corporate greed that like irks me is when you have such this is someone who could potentially be a role they're playing a superhero so like there are people who've had it rough like james gunn when he got fired for the guardians because of old tweets and stuff like that like you understand in like the business they're in why they'd be in that position where it's like we can't have you because it's a bad angle because you know younger people watch this and you want good role models so so i can stand now sometimes it's just too extreme exaggerated that if the facts are explained some people are not as bad as they can be portrayed by the media but then there's someone like ezra miller who was who's worse than the media has even tried to portray who like on the facts has done like things that media has underplayed on multiple accounts and that's the person you're like we're gonna put a franchise around them i don't, I don't know if it's because dc and warner brothers are like we, we're like what marvel is but we have a, a mature veneer to us and that's why they're pushing this angle but i just don't get how that's like we're gonna make a franchise out of you and we want you for more i, I don't see the point they're they're not even like the best actor you can get for the role nothing shown has been like this is the definitive flash to where you can make 
make the art. Like if RDJ went through something towards the end of Iron Man and then you had like Infinity War coming out and you had to make the choice, you're probably keeping RDJ, right? And you're going to finish his, his set of movies. Mm -hmm. Ezra Miller has barely been in anything and everything that he's been in, has, what has he been? Mediocre or subpar. Has he, do you personally think he's been stellar in anything he's in for uh, DC? Nope. So that's who you're saying he's, they are so good in this movie that we're going to make it and bring them back and we kind of might want to stick a franchise tag on them. Why? I just, it's bad publicity and if you have, you could pay other people, maybe arguably less, who could do better, who could be better received and you're not going to do that? That's, it's too questionable. I, I think it's one of the worst moves Warner Brothers. It's probably one of those things that they leaked on purpose just to see what the, the opinion was on, on it, you know, just because that happens so many times with uh, different castings and different events and activities they do for the process of a movie, but I feel like it's such a bad one to even test. I feel like you should know this with foresight and it shouldn't even be up for conversation. Oh, because the way they were trying to get him to go on a whole campaign about, about like changing and all that stuff, they, they already had Ezra Miller on his Instagram taunting the police. What does that show you? Whether they were on like heavy drugs, but was still able to log it, like unlock their phone, <laughs> go to their Instagram, like make, like take a black picture and like caption it, basically saying, yeah, I'm on a whole different universe. You can't catch me. <laughs> I got was so funny, bro. And click post. I'm pretty sure they were aware of what they were doing. Very much. Because I'm not, I'm not going to be laying down blackout drunk and be like, you know what? I can't see anything. Let me use my phone and post the most devious thing I've ever like thought in my mind and like apologize a couple months later and still go on a campaign saying, hey, come watch this movie. Let's be real. Almost anyone in, in, in this world would end up in jail for an indefinite amount of time over something like that. That's, <laughs> you know, it's it's just like, and, and that, and then you're, you as a studio, it's not like, all right, I get the legal system, innocent until proven guilty, but the what they were doing at that time in to, to taunt, the, it's, it's like, what innocent, it's it's like, I, I feel like you got to prove your innocence at this point. I feel like you're like, like, why? Why are you, why are you going so far to be like so criminal about things? No, it's, it's the, um, it's the Hollywood sniper. The Hollywood sniper when, when a certain celebrity is like, you know, trying to reveal something to the world, the Hollywood sniper comes in, swoops in, kidnaps the person, goes on their social media, creates all this buzz, you know, then he has a whole team where there's an identical looking person just like the celebrity and they're creating like, like so much negative press that it destroys their career. Because at some point, and there's like, there's the Hollywood sniper and then there's the Hollywood angel, the one who raises that certain Hollywood character like to be like the hot news of that like month or like a few months mm -hmm. and let like they die down like everyone sees that person as like like oh this is just a sweet person yeah and then when they're not following what they're supposed to do i.e open them up their um their rear end then it's like well you didn't want to open up your rear end now we got a smear campaign you said why would you put no why would you put rear end and a smear campaign together <laughs> because it goes so well together it really <laughs> And so then they, they're like, all right, send in the Hollywood sniper. And then it destroys their career and they can't really recover for it. Mm -hmm. It's happened here and there. You know how many times people have like... Some people do disappear, bro. Like right now it's um it's happening to a, to a few actors. Then in a couple months, it's going to be like, well, that person's really hard to work with. And it's like, well, I, I knew it was something weird about this person all along. You know, it goes from there. Now, now, here's the only thing I really have to say on this. I am not against the bull 
belief that people can change and fix the image that they have left. But do I believe that it's been enough time to say that you pushed that effort for Ezra Miller? No, especially after everything that's happened. And there's, there's I, no good news about Ezra yeah. Miller. To, 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 well, to listen, say that so the, the way that you've acted in that span of time, right? What what are your choices? Blame it on drugs or mental health, right? Those, those are your options. If I, I it's drugs. For, I go for the drugs. If it's, it's drugs, okay. it can just happen again. And if it does, you can't say that they won't do anything different than the first time, right? Well, actually, that is a pretty good example because we all remember, um, uh, what's her name? You know, the Spoonly. <laughs> no one's ever forget that. <laughs> Because because it, it happened once, uh, yeah. went on a whole campaign saying, you know, I used to be this drug addict, I used to take this drug, but now I'm clean and I'm a stronger person than ever, and then spiraled into it again. And like now it's like, well, we can't trust your word that you like that you're like better now, really, because like after all that time, you just had one hit in the road and you're like, damn, I need that spoon again. And now like it's a reminder for your whole life. So like you you can't be like hey guys i'll never do this drug again i'm better now and then when you do it again people aren't gonna trust you and be like oh yeah they're not doing it again because they said it so with the whole rehabbing about the mental health now see if it's mental health here's your options it's mental health that can help you get controlled by drugs <laughs> or or it's something that you'd have to aggressively go to people to keep track of or it's just something that hits in like waves in which your waves are freaking like that's a tsunami bro that ain't just a wave like you're <laughs> people are getting killed by that like you're kidnapping nice. babies because you haven't taken your meds in a couple days then. yeah it, it's like i i why would you make the argument that you should, like it would have to be an oh and granted even if it's an award-winning performance you are basically saying we support logan paul is getting flack for this bro why is the warner brothers getting the same flag you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. to admit you're you're gonna put your your bottom dollar on a criminal to do your work bro like that's what you're doing so it's wild it's like how are you gonna call me the bad guy i hired these bad guys <laughs> exactly it's like okay uh i don't know how you got here but it's kind of a headache to explain how you're gonna get out of it but hey if you commit to the bit you know what they say like with actors it's like you got to commit to the bit you know and see it through that's what warner brothers is doing at this point they're just like you know we've we've backtracked on so many things so we got to pick something to stick with and that's that's where the the dart landed that's they were like, oh, no, we, we can kill everyone off. We can drop every actor. But Ezra, we got to have a good angle. We're helping him a recovering addict. That's that's how we'll fix our image, because we ourselves are like crackheads who are recovering from a bad spiral of many years of film movies. <laughs> Honestly, with the way the Warner Brothers is going, like like if, if I had the power to do so, if I had the power of Kevin Feige, it is completely silence the board. If you can silence the board, you can actually get something done. Yeah, if it's the board pushing that, like James Gunn is way too fresh in that position where you don't know what his response would be into certain circumstances like that. So it's just, it's such a murky area. Yeah, Kevin, I Kevin I has had for, like production for so long that he is a, like a trusted person in that field. This guy's been producing, bro. He knows movies. And then he also likes the media that he's working behind. James Gunn loves those that level of content and he's been producing movies more and more so as time has come. So he's at that point where, you know, you can trust the, the idea behind him. It's just a matter of stepping into the the boots and like filling them you know it's it can work like it was a risk with feige it's it's the same risk but things like this pivotal choices like this dropping cavill i understand why it happens 
reasons. You know, there there's a reason behind it. Is it the best? We don't know yet, but it's not, say, a good first impression, right? But it could work in the long run, right? You don't know until until it starts to produce, right? MCU started. No one knew if Iron Man. You you put you took this is this is why RDJ came off of his his drug kick, right? And he became a super hit. So so the dude was Ezra Miller, bro. That's it. <laughs> no, that because the RDJ one that is an actual example of being like I'm never going back to that again and actually sticking Granted, to it. He had time in between. Yeah, <laughs> like, bro. No, because if some reason they could give Ezra Miller some Burger King and nah, be like, all right, is, go ahead. This is this is the Flash cinematic universe here we i've i've discovered the lightning in the bottle uh, it's it's gonna be a once in a lifetime situation where it's gonna Warner be brothers the... is like it's like well we gotta kick somebody out of the big three of dc we gotta kick out wonder woman and then for some reason they'll spearhead the flash so so here, here's what happened right so they're gonna be like all right all these movies that come out this year yeah they happen but act like they don't exist but the flash that post credit scene that means it's the first movie in the canon for what is now the new dc studios and that's what's gonna happen right just like every animated DC big ending after like half the characters die gotta have the Flash run back in time change everything and everything's back and now it's different (laughs) just slightly change the animation make sure that everything is like all brand new oh DC good luck hey you know now on the other end of things because we've talked about a big franchise changer for DC let's go to a big uh, universe starter for uh, or phase starter I guess I mean I, I think it's starting a lot of universes too at the same time but am in the wasp quantum mania what were your thoughts on that trailer on that trailer i saw a little bit and i saw multiple posts on tiktok about like certain scenes that i didn't see and it's basically just gonna be like people are speculating oh yeah it's just gonna be uh one ant-man dying and like another one going ahead or ant-man staying behind and the, the rest of his family like going ahead honestly i just want to see a whole bunch of people die i've heard so many different things like one of the big theories which kind of was confirmed this trailer was that it would be like kang is hiring scott or making Scott do a heist for him because he's either trying to break free from what could be essentially a prison being the universe he's in or just getting something for him to get him out right so, now, yeah, now speaking of that right speaking of that who put him in that prison if that theory is true who put him in that prison I've, I've heard people say that the different Kang variants are all gonna be like essentially opposed to each other so someone like Amortis put this Kang in prison I've seen so many different theories along like but a lot of it just comes down to a lot of people are really buying the Kang is the enemy of Kang who's the enemy of the world who's who's the hero you know it's just the Kang section of it all which yeah. I can vibe I can vibe with I I think Jonathan Majors being both a good guy a bad guy a this guy a that guy a black now, guy a white guy all the all the majors now because of the theme of time in these new phases what if in the Young Avengers movie they're fighting the Kang from the Ant-Man and the Wasp on a mania and they send they like make him stuck into it basically resetting the whole thing and be like these are the people who did it you know iron lad was the one who was, who decided to send him into the quantum realm and now, because now, time is so different you know the actual uh uh comic output of counterpart the actual iron lad was just a, a different variant of uh, a young king right yeah and that and that would yeah. give the reason and, why and so, he would be the one to so send him. so it was it was regular king it was immortus and it was young king and i believe immortus was involved in trying to get the other king it's so convoluted i want to see what they'll do because it's it's a movie franchise so you're gonna do it once it's gonna be one like conclusion to this dynasty as we're calling it so it's one conclusion and so you have to do a single storyline it's gonna be a branching storyline for all intents and purposes but it's a 
single storyline that's going to come to an end, right? So it's going to it's going to reach a conclusion no matter how wild and convoluted things get along the way. Yeah. So so what what is what is the movie like stamp of storytelling on this essentially one of the most confusing and maybe one of the more popular mixed received stories? Because for for what it is, not Thanos has like a, a higher positive than than a lot of other villains you'd bring. He was he wasn't like Galactus in the comics before his uh, whole MCU like blow up, but like Thanos was up there. Kang would be below Thanos, right? He he's very niche in the storylines he was in, and the ones he was in were very like just interwoven across so many different comics. So now you want to hear the opinion of Rave Bro or Ramble Bro? I, I, I'm interested to see what Rave Bro has to say because he doesn't come out. <laughs> Alright, Rave Bro thinks that it's gonna be a good movie starting off with especially um introducing another character of the uh of the young Avengers. Obviously, through the trailers, they're not showing a lot of the wasps. So it's gonna be based off of like the interaction that happened between Ant-Man and the and the Wasp. Uh she's gonna be more of the background than what we had before in the second movie. And you know, they're gonna they're gonna spearhead because I, I've like we've been seeing a lot of especially phase four going into phase five, a lot of like parenting, like like trauma type of thing. Where yeah, it it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of character studies about like family dynamics has been shown, or I say family, just either found family or made family. Because you know, you could take something like freaking Moon Knight, which is like family is in himself, <laughs> family is in his backstory, and then the people around him, family. So you know. yeah, and, and so like it's gonna go from there. Be like, well, obviously in the trailer it showed Scott Lang like thinking about how much time he's missed with his daughter, whether it was like fighting the like with the Avengers, you know, saving the world you know being stuck in a certain place and all that happening so it's definitely gonna pull out the heartstrings of like i missed most of my daughter's life if i get a chance to like get it all back what if i can and it's gonna kind of like ruin it now now here's a question I, here, here's a potential i don't want to call it a theory because i'm so allergic to theories but i think this one makes sense because all right say he comes back he needs a reason to be so willing to assist in order to basically potentially sacrifice maybe the world to help this guy to what the basic premise that they say in the trailer get back the time he missed with his daughter do you think that's enough probably not right because it's like you're a hero who saved the world is is something like a few years enough for you to go that extreme on it hey, unless if, if modok is gonna be there especially if it's like the yellow jacket modok and he remembers i've, I've heard he that the yellow jacket is is like he's, he's in the yellow jacket suit in like the robot and so the screen that you see is just because he's, he's projecting his face on a screen instead of it being actual a humanoid face i've seen that and i'm like that kind of actually makes sense but uh and like, what if he, what if because of the first movie, what if he sees Scott's daughter, he's like, you're the one who ruined this for me. Right, <laughs> like but, that one scene in the bedroom. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just I, I know, I know the scene, but uh, to go back on the point before, before it's gone forever, I just, what if Scott is isolated in potentially a time loop or he has to relive losing so much to him if he doesn't help that that's the motivating factor versus it just being like, I've lost a few years with my daughter. Unless she like just dies by being on like crack or something and then that's like a weird plot twist <laughs> it's just like i guess sure you should die like I, get I the guess. Isaiah bradley treatment but like what what if the angles that he's been like trying to do this first and he's been trying to like fight against king and then suddenly it's like i can't win so all i can do is help him or else i lose everything and that's the actual motivating factor because I, I feel like it has to be something at least to a level like of extreme to be like because if it's just a few years i understand it's somewhat a lot but like you technically in most instances 
pieces can't get back that you know time lost and that's what all of infinity war the end game is about is like you took the risk to go back and change time but it's not something you should just be doing right they're all like not stupid enough that that's something they should just want to do regularly so i feel like there has to be like that stinger that they haven't shown that's like this is the actual reason why he's doing it versus the very trailer like here's the we're gonna give him this and make him believe you know angle all right real question how do you think about the way the mcu technology is going to where and, and speaking into the real world stuff too to where every character who's a superhero or a supervillain at this point has technology that like spans over their face like nanotech wise and then when they want to see the character's face fully it just goes back away and only shows like the portion of their head where it just shows like their whole face yeah here, here's the thing from from i know people hate especially people who aren't into like the process of making movies they absolutely despise it. i see so many people just trash it right but here's the thing actors get paid to more than just deliver lines acting is is verbal and you know visual it, it, it covers multiple senses seeing an actor deliver a performance can add to a performance i don't need kang's blue i think the blue face looks a little dorky to be honest it's a mask in the comic in the comics and it's like a blue like screen over his face in the movie i i am literally fine without it and i've seen people talk about it and i'm like i prefer seeing jonathan like christian bale as gore the god butcher i know people aren't the biggest fan that he didn't have a lot of tentacles but his gesturing and just physical acting was amazing as a character i don't care how much you don't like the cutting of the movie or certain parts but he was a really good person to cast for that role because he would have killed it and people would have liked him more if they gave him more time easily if they had more time and they didn't cut like 40 minutes out of that movie and there was actually time dedicated to him becoming what would be seen as a threat the god butcher i don't think anyone would have had a complaint with christian bale's performance because he was amazing for what he did i i just you could have added a level of visual effects if you did it on his body sure but to see his performance in the face was actually really good so the same Especially thing with jonathan majors as Kang. yeah the the minor twitches and like grin like when when a character is trying to be frightening and they do a smile that's bigger than it should be like where you see their like facial tendons start stretching bro that crap is always great that's why that's why the joker has such a good effect especially when you have it drawn on to add that effect so when you actually smile on top of that it's just like bro you look like a psycho that's what it that's the vibe again so when you do that for certain characters really good facial acting is very important in my personal opinion so i can see why they do it it makes sense like i know you're adding on to like you know you're taking away from costumes and stuff but again it's not the comics where it doesn't really matter what they look like because different artists are doing their takes on them all the time no it's you hired an actor for a role and unless a character needs to be overly cg or needs a like suit that obstructs their visuals the whole time like they deliver more of a performance if you see more of them now what about the act of taking off the helmet the, see that that's the only thing like when it's a helmet that you have to take like the the nanotech i think makes it easier because it just happens and it can go on and off just like that taking off a helmet when you know someone's about to take off a helmet you know like that moment is dramatically pausing for like them to say something right there and then like it's not happening just just to see them no they got to say something too so it's a very like hey gotcha moment it's like very uh fourth wall breaking in a way i mean it's, happen off it's happening right now in the flash right because you you can see like I know you like you don't watch the Flash, but like they've gotten to that um to the moment where his like because you remember in the earlier seasons of the Flash, like he would take off his mask, like it would pan away and then it would come back. Where like obviously because it was like a one suit he, type of thing, he, he's gonna reveal himself to someone and it's like air flip. Oh, like cuts, um, cuts a commercial and it's back and then they start talking because he took off his mask and now it's like dramatic moment. No, it was it was more like um like because the his mask was a part of the costume. Anytime he would take it off, it would cut away 
away and then like it would zoom oh yeah because of that crap because because it, it would look yeah 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 yeah. That, yeah these these later seasons it's now become like a nanotech uh type of thing where he doesn't even have to like take it off it just like pixelates away and it shows like his full head yeah like with that way i see it because it shows his full head instead of just showing his face because it's like well what if you just like plastered on to like a cgi model and you're like okay that's their like you know it's them mm -hmm. because you see like just that portion of their face no show the whole head yeah like i feel like that's what's getting to me because like especially in black panther it's like it just shows like there there's like the face instead of showing the whole head and not the whole head yeah yeah i feel like it, it would like i don't even know why i'm giving praise to flash for this for them actually like taking off like and showing the full head instead of just face you know it's like well, it's like one of the things i enjoy about the uh the falcon or the falcon captain america suit where you kind of get more of the of the head in there and like you know they have to do it like there's some like cowls that have like restrictions and just certain neck movements and stuff like that so it's limited but that one after editing right it was looser so and then you have more that you can see from him I actually like that one also yeah. you know, it varies but uh yeah some people i i, I always find it weird I, I find comic book fans or just people in fandoms in general just to be so weird because it's like you know what you're watching is like an adaptation right if this was like the original thing then it becomes like a niche community and then any change later is the problem but like because you're adapting something it's like got to be specifically like this and i'm like why do you want it so bad i mean i like things being similar but like if you're gonna readapt something like i kind of want like some personality to it if you're making a like one-to-one -one adaptation there's things i've watched that i really like that are adapted into like a movie or a tv show that if you go one-to-one -one, it is in a certain formats where it's either longer or shorter than what it should be compared to what the original is it, it just there's no life to it and things like that and so if an actor is acting in a suit the whole time and i don't get to see any expressions from them like in a comic you can draw expressions through a mask you can just do that no one's gonna complain it's a comic it's it's just pictures right and it happens all the time spider-man his his suits always super expressive there's no spider-man suit that looks like the uh spider-man one movie right where it's it's just the mask and it doesn't emote in any way until you get to like the first homecoming movie where it's like oh the eyes move and then you start like developing onto that right no it's in a comic you can make it ex as expressive as you want you can draw draw eyebrows on their freaking mask for, for no reason why because it's it's just it's pictures in a comic book right yeah because for me i feel like they took something and they ran with it right because mm -hmm. in phase three yes they like especially towards the end yes they started showing like the nanotech and all that stuff but when it was time to show like like the full head you could actually like see like the full head but when they're like well we can just use nanotech for a lot of like these um technology-based superheroes mm -hmm. and they were like well we don't have to really show like their full head and i i feel like that's where they went wrong because it felt like well we can just do this faster and just have it already pre-visualized and not you know like if the actor isn't and that's the thing they always do when they when they get the chance to do reshoots they're like well since the actor isn't here for this let's just get the 3d model and then have their face you know do all that shoot yeah you could you can do home. you can do something like adr after the fact and then just film like their stunt double in a suit or something like that you you have options or you can just take a stand in and then let them act out the things and then just use visual effects for it. like that that's option but you know ultimately yeah. i mean because i again, sure, I sure as hell did not like thor a god <laughs> and his helmet just like being like that like you you could have definitely had a better his suit previously before his upgrade was a lot better than, than that cgi mess that they had and it's crazy I do, to I, say. I do like his uh his his ragnarok get up I, I i do like his first two you know and and his avengers like i like that style of thor i don't not that i love it but it's i don't hate it i do enjoy it but uh his uh newest one was i don't hate the design for it but it just didn't look as good as it could have no it was 
damage and stuff. Literally before the battle of him upgrading to his freaking new suit, his the one with the fur and all that stuff, that looked way better than what they decided to go with, which is like astonishing to me that they decided to do that. Mm -hmm. Like the one with the fur, it looks freaking awesome, man. Like, yeah, like, oh yeah, like you can tell like the reason why he has that mm -hmm. all like he's going to a cold place and stuff like that. So like he has his cape in the bag and like the fur on top and all that stuff, which looks awesome. They can yeah. like do like a whole themed of like like him in different places. Yeah. But don't give us this highlighted, like super high color version of like blue and gold and think it's just gonna look awesome just because like it's a lot brighter than it like it was supposed to. Especially the stupid helmet did not like a stupid helmet. What was the point of the stupid helmet if they were just gonna take it off a second later after the battle finished? It was for the posters. What do you mean? It, it, the, the helmet isn't even in the posters. <laughs> but uh, anything else you want to say about Ammon the Wasp or uh, Ammon the Wasp Anthemania? Got to distinguish it from the second Ammon movie. Or Ezra Miller or any other tangents you want to throw in before we end this episode? Tangents, tangents, tangents. Oh yeah, I enjoyed watching um, what's that show? The Harley Quinn show. That one was a good <laughs> animated show. Uh, obviously, binging it, she got annoying to like in most cases because, you know, it's Harley Quinn. Uh, it's a lot of Harley Quinn at one time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, watch season one of Doom Patrol. That one is a good one. I uh, definitely say to watch that one. I paused it a little bit on starting off on season two because, like, you know, Ben Bidging gets a little tiring. So then I started to watch a uh, another show. Oh, don't don't worry. I was it a week and a half or two weeks ago. I think I started two weeks ago. I watched it in less than a week. I watched all of the available content of the Seven Deadly Sin series, oh, which geez. was just it was like roughly a hundred episodes. Which manga wise, like I caught up to the the sequel manga and. I was like enjoying it. So I was like, you know what? Let me just watch this. I haven't watched it. So I, I started it and then my friend was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he would watch it with me because it helps if you're not by yourself. But just under or just about 100 episodes worth of content in five days, bro. I was so exhausted after that. I was like, I can't watch anything. And anime started, new new season of anime started two days later. And I was like, I want a longer break than this, but whatever. It's a lot, bro. Dude, you're going to go into that anime, anime hiatus that everyone's always having. I mean, I, I haven't done it yet. Dude, I have. Um, Just <laughs> back just in yesterday. Uh, uh, just yesterday in? I watched because I, I I did have like I did watch like the first season of the show but I watched two episodes of continuous like because I watched the second season and then like I like at least a portion at the beginning and then I stopped for like a year The Great Pretender I watched oh, two I episodes of that Pretender. watched two episodes of that yesterday I don't know when I'll get back to it but I'm slowly getting back into anime don't trust on those words until I actually like watch a full yeah, season so, of the show so, so here's the thing with me other than the fact that the only thing that uh, and this will be like I guess last topic but the, the thing that gets me with anime is i i actually like watching anime like there's people who find reasons to hate it i watch it just because i, I want to enjoy stuff the only thing that makes me not want to watch anime is if two things i watch a bad show because i have this weird personal thing where i won't have music on my playlist that's not from a show i completed so i can't just have a bunch of random songs that i can't associate a show with on my playlist because then it's too crowded and i don't know where you're from and it's just gonna bug me if i if i listen to it so it's, it's too much baggage to carry into so there's really good songs on my playlist because i just haven't watched the show, right? Mm -hmm. So I have to watch a show. So if it's a really bad or mediocre show, I got to get through it to, to put on my place. So there's shows that I will have on like my plan to watch just because the song's good, not because I actually want the show. want to watch. But the other bad thing is if I've already started a show and I finished like the first season, I got to finish it. I got to watch it until the end. So sequels that are bad or mediocre or get worse are the only things that I'll usually complain about when watching anime. Like if I watch a bad show, it's whatever. But like if it's really bad, I could just make fun of it. But if it's, if it's a series that just won't 
won't end and it keeps pumping out content like Demon Slayer I know how bad it gets and you know what I'm gonna watch every season until it ends right <laughs> Tokyo Revengers I finished that manga this is the this is like it's it's like Demon Slayer in the same way where Mugen Train it kind of like peters off Christmas arc it's gonna start teetering off and it's just gonna fall on its face bro so it's like oh and I gotta watch this and and especially if like the music or just the anime itself is like mediocre like I never thought Tokyo Revengers season one was like oh it doesn't look stellar it has an interesting story but when the story falls off at least with Demon Slayer Ufotable is putting like three dicks worth of money in right it's massive bro it's a big load right dude I freaking got baited into watching freaking uh, uh what's it called Tokyo Revengers I freaking hated every slight after like a few episodes after the first episode I like I did not like like certain parts of it I was like mm-hmm. this kid's annoying the bots going nowhere like yeah. I was like why are people calling this like a great anime of like people sh- shonen fans bro shonen. Hey, hey here's one thing I haven't talked about Blue Lock yet but Blue Lock is the most like hey this is sports shonen thing and the main character my, uh, bro I, <laughs> people hate my opinion I don't, I don't I think Blue Lock has potential the fact that it's a shonen that it can get the shonen vibes just it does it right but here's what it does wrong the main character Isagi reminds me of Deku out of any character I could say it's Deku why because he follows the same highs when things are going well he's like oh he's on a high when things go bad he immediately goes into like depressed overthinking mode and oh my goodness it's the most annoying thing when he just like I got better oh no I suck or what's wrong I can't find the missing piece because you know what his power is his soccer power is seeing the future by simulation he knows how the game works I I told you like months ago what irritated me about Blue Lock but I kept reading it is because like he'll have like this great moment and they'll leave you on a cliffhanger and then like he'll be like damn I couldn't solve it it's it's like that stupid shonen trope that makes it so hard to watch and it just emphasizes it so hard and I'm like listen I know you have potential to be likable like I I feel this way with a lot of shonen but you also have potential to suck like a lot of shonen can also do and it's just been in the rhythm of like it almost got on a high it was it was getting there the characters were molding and I I know I've seen spoilers on certain things that happen between like the characters that make it through further stages and where the current team's at now right so I've seen a handful of stuff nothing like I haven't read into anything to know how it happens or the specific details behind them but I know enough so I know what's going to happen with the teams oh good no you don't you don't have to spoil me but I'm just saying so I know how it's going to happen I know what's going to happen I don't know how it's going to happen so it has potential to where it's like you could do it well and I can enjoy it but if you're going to keep repeating this the same way my hero after 300 plus chapters can't seem to not do Deku had a whole vigilante arc which is right about to happen in the anime so it's not a big spot I'm not going to go into details he has a whole arc but he still finds a way to go back in that nonsense that you thought he had left that happens almost every other arc it's still there it's still something stupid it always wants to come up and they do it with this series every like two or three episodes it's like oh no why 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 is that a plot point bro it's so for blue lock let me tell you this now characters like the the creator of it has an issue with keeping certain characters on lock right because you'll have this character introduced they're great they're a great character they have a little bit explanation you know backstory the further you go on the more that character that was introduced is a either side character or they feel like they're a fan watching the game and cheering on like have they done that with like actual good characters yes uh-huh. listen hey, for the audience i don't justin's not an exception from this most people's opinions on anything i will take with a grain of salt that's because personally i want to see if i'll agree or not so i am taking this with a grain of salt but if that is what happens and it is for a fact that what happens there are characters that i actually do kind of like and i think have potential to help the series if they all take the jojo's route of or the dragon ball route of being a side character who's just talk i say jojo's it's it's like an 80s thing which jojo started in the 80s but it's a 
very 80s manga style of storytelling where it's like, here's our side characters who were really cool in their introduction, but here's their explanations of everything that's happening. Happens all the time. Yeah. Even in when new series do it, it's jarring as hell because it's like, you don't fit here, but it still happens to the same. Versus something like Haikyuu where it's more natural and like even the, the players are explaining things that's happening and not just a bunch of side characters. You know, there's a personal growth. It, with with, with Haikyuu, it's like the, the characters who are explaining this stuff sometimes are from like the people's ba- they're, like they're, backgrounds. Yeah, we or it's the people on the court, bro. It's the people, that's that's the people who count. If, if you're on the sidelines explaining everything, bro, you need to calm down and sit there because you ain't <laughs> on the field, bro. You ain't got the skill to talk. The the previous seniors who were on the volleyball yeah, team like, who who never got really introduced, who were just like, yeah, this is my friend. Or or they'll, or they'll you'll see the thing happen and then they'll explain it to you. And I'm like, all right, at least I saw it happen before you're going to waste my time it, explaining it as it's happening. And then I'm like, that no, they, they, day, you know? they got a they got a hunter x hunter that where it's like the, the they got the, the, the stairs while, they it, gotta, while it's happening the narrator the narrator is explaining it it's it's chimera and stairs you know it's just like all right every, this this is five seconds bro count it down and then you have a 20 minute episode right there <laughs> so you know we'll have stuff talk about anime but like like i said anime is something i actually do. like i enjoy any form of media really it's just anime is easy to watch because it's in 20 minute chunks mm-hmm. and there there's more style or personality to anime versus me like looking for a sitcom to enjoy or something like that or most good television which is like hour-long episodes which if i gotta watch one episode for an hour and like say half of the episode's bad i could have watched an anime episode that maybe half of it was bad but that's like 12 minutes and not half an hour you know and so that's anime is just easier to watch especially when i'm sitting at my sinking computer not on websites that are super illegal and not having to have a bunch of like subscriptions but it's it's much easier because i know better websites to find anime for free than better websites to watch like things without paying for a subscription regular tv shows are just so hard to get access to and if it was different i'd probably watch it you know oh i have a site how's your computer doing oh it's Uh, no no, i i i i found good ones i've probably it's it's either on my like because i have an amazon um tv Mm -hmm. i could go to that site on my amazon tv or use it on my phone if i'm not close to my tv so it's like it's pretty convenient me yeah if i I can't find there's there's definitely websites like that like i'll just go somewhere else i'm not paying my money just to watch that and then two months later it's gonna be all that streaming service yeah but even if it's not anime i mean you get burned out in really anything you watch like i remember i used to watch a lot of like just regular sitcom style shows and I was probably watching just a good amount of time and then you start like it, it's like you're watching a bunch of weekly stuff and then you start falling behind and you're like was that even good enough to keep up with it just happened so I remember a show that I uh that only had one season that had Joe uh, uh, McHale on it mm-hmm. and it was after Community had ended and like they were spearheading him like getting into a new show mm-hmm. when I was watching it when it was coming out I was like man the show is great why'd they have to cancel it a month ago I decided to watch the first episode of that show I could make it three minutes in <laughs> I, I i feel that bro there's a lot of shows that i would watch and i was like that i really forced myself to watch this and like i was like i really like this actor i think they'll make the show good and you're watching and you're like i'm not really laughing but it's enjoyable and then if you ever watch it again you're like <laughs> like yeah. three minutes in, I was like, "This is so bad." Nah, I know why this was canceled. <laughs> oh, so, hey, anything else you got? Anything else you got to say on this episode? No, nope. the ramble hour is over. Everyone, stick around. I think I think it's roughly I think it's roughly been an hour. But thank you for joining us on this great Ezra Miller discussion mm-hmm. and how they will be the Flash once more to save our lives and save the DC universe. Mm-hmm. So that was with us with uh, with it for us this episode. Again, you can find us on the Raven Ramble 
podcast on YouTube or wherever streaming, streaming, you made me say, <laughs> whatever, whatever uh, podcast services that you can find online, the link will be below in the, the YouTube video link. But uh, that's it from me. This is your host, Fossa Dude with Justin, and we will see you guys next time. Peace. See ya.